Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. everybody and we are back with an episode we are really excited to share about you with you because it's one we've been thinking about for quite a while and we're calling it inspired motherhood what does it look like to be inspired as a mother what does it look like when you're not inspired where do you draw inspiration from and so on and so forth we're so excited to share this one with you Yes. And doesn't that term just sound so beautiful? Inspired motherhood. I think we would all like our motherhood journey to be described in such a way, right? Um, Side note, you probably tell I sound like a man. So we're recovering (laughs) from some gunk at my house. Apologies for the man voice. And I will try to keep the mouth breathing to a minimum on my side. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe some people like a sexy low voice, Bonnie. Just keep it up. Okay. Well, then you're welcome. <laughs> uh, before we get started, I wanted to share a funny thing that one of my kids said because I was going to kick out of here and what funny four-year-olds say. And my four-year-old is quite the character. So, you know, Christmas is done and getting packed away, and but she's still got it on the brain. And she loves to steal my phone. Anytime my phone is left out, especially if it's unlocked, I know that she's going to snatch it and go, I don't know, play wordscapes or something. I don't know on it. Um, and so she goes, reaches out to grab it and I managed to block her. <laughs> but in the process, she drops my phone Oops. and goes, <gasps> and picks it up and turns it around and goes, oh, it's a Christmas miracle. It's not broken. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Christmas miracle. Cause you'd be busted if you'd broken it. <laughs> I know the last phone that got broken was thanks to her. So, you know, oh, Christmas miracle. She didn't get her little self in time out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm. All right. So what does it mean to be inspired? So we're going to use the word inspiration and inspired in this context today. It's the process of being mentally stimulated to do or to feel something, especially to do something creative. So we use this word a lot in the sewing community that Bonnie and I love to, you know, sew and be inspired to sew and that kind of thing. But there is another connotation of the word inspired, which I've asked Bonnie to share. Yeah. So when I was growing up and in my church community, we use the term inspiration to mean any sort of connection you have with God. So when God is is giving you a message or something that you feel inspired to do for some one reason or another, um, then, then we use that for that definition as well. So basically in my mind, I think of inspiration as any sort of idea or thought or desire that comes from outside of us, or whether that's something creative or doing a good deed or um, maybe even a warning of some, of danger or something, then that's, you know, inspiration. Um, I, I personally have realized, okay, I know that this thought is coming from outside of me. If I'm having a thought and I'm learning from it, right? Like I have this thought and I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Well, it probably didn't come from me. It probably came from somewhere else. So, <laughs> Yeah. And I think it's great. Like, I think you could listen to this whole episode and kind of find um, some spiritual applications as well um, from exactly the things that we're saying about what it is to be inspired in motherhood, but we're going to kind of stick to the more um, natural side of things mostly in this episode. But just know that that the spiritual side can definitely and, and probably in our opinion should definitely be applied to motherhood and inspired motherhood as well. So we're going to divide this episode into two parts, how and where we get inspiration as mothers for ourselves, and then how 
we inspire our children. Yes. So number one, where do we get inspiration as mothers and how do we stay inspired? This is can be a tricky thing because as moms, I think we just kind of feel, we just fall into ruts pretty easily because our days look really similar a lot of the time. Yeah. And I think um, uh, one thing that one common complaint you might say about motherhood is that it's not a very inspiring job. Like who's inspired to be so excited about, you know, wiping butts and cleaning up puke. And, <laughs> and, and it's very thankless as well. Like it's not very inspiring to do the dirtiest jobs in life and, and not have any really thanks for it. <laughs> So in the sewing community, we talk about losing our sojo. And that means like when we're not feeling inspired, we, we kind of just like stop sewing or we just kind of take a pause from sewing and we don't we don't feel inspired to create something for a while. Like we kind of like it's kind of cyclical that we sometimes feel really inspired and we're just outputting a lot of creative stuff. And then other times we're like, eh, how do you operate this sewing machine again? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And you know, anyone who has a creative hobby knows exactly what we're talking about. When you feel that flow, you just cannot create fast enough, right? All the ideas are coming so fast and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to do all these things. You have to start making lists and Pinterest boards and everything because you just can't, can't stop this flow of inspiration. Very often, I think most mothers do not connect that sort of inspirational flow with their job as mothers, which is too bad, I think, because is there really any sort of create job that's more creatively driven than being a mom. I mean, you're literally creating humans. <laughs> that's like pretty creative. Um, and yet we allow ourselves, like you said, to just get, kind of get in these ruts of the day-to-day stuff. Um, but, but we have to realize that we can't just stop parenting because we don't feel like it's an inspiring day. You know, like sewing, you're like, okay, I'm going to take a week break or something until I start feeling really inspired again. But motherhood, these kids still need you to do the basic you know, caring for them of life and keeping the house looking decent without feeling inspired, even if you're feeling just totally out of it. So how do we combat that? Yeah, I think that's probably why you and I talk so much about self-care on this podcast and in our lives is because we've got to grab those little little moments where we can to recharge because we know there's no, you know, taking a week off um, for motherhood, just because you're not feeling it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've still got to eat. They've still got to have their clothes changed. They've still got to, you know, all that. And maybe it's not inspiring to us, but wouldn't it be cool if we were inspired about motherhood? Um, like to the point where it wakes us up at night because we have this great idea of something we want to do. And like, we go and make a Pinterest board and we're like, wow, this is really cool. Um, so we wanted to share, we thought it might be kind of fun to share what it looks like personally for us when we are inspired as a motherhood. So, so just before I get into this, I want to say, we understand that it's cyclical, that you're not always going to feel inspired in parenting and you're not always going to feel uninspired. It's, it's like a, like a roller coaster, like a, the Ferris wheel, it goes around. You're not always in one spot. So, so understand, we get that. Obviously you're not always inspired. You're not always uninspired, but we thought we'd share what it, what it looks like when we are inspired as a mother. So Audrey as an inspired mom is excited, happy, fun, a fun mom. It's when I'm the fun mom. I'm coming up with new events and experiences. Hey guys, let's drop everything and go, you know, take a nature walk or do this or some, you know, something that for anybody want to, you know, try this, or we kind of have creative solutions for the same problems that come up again and again. So-and-so is throwing a temper tantrum again, because 
you know, my two-year-old, his pants didn't have pockets in them the other day. And that was a good reason to have a temper tantrum. <laughs> so, you know, if I'm inspired, it's like, oh, cool. You know, your pants don't have pockets because, um, I don't know, something else. Today we wanted to, to be, today we wanted to play that we're owls and owls don't have hands. So, you know, we don't need pockets or something, you know, just something creative, that is new creative. ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, shut up, kid. Not every pair of pants in the world has pockets. Get over it. You know? <laughs> so that's kind of like when I'm feeling, when I'm on the top of the Ferris wheel and I'm feeling inspired as a mother, it's, it's kind of fun for my kids too, I, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. <laughs> One thing I wanted to mention before talking about what it looks like for me is to remember to differentiate in your mind and maybe even physically in your day-to-day goings on that motherhood and housekeeping are two different things. And so much of what we do as stay-at-home moms is housekeeping. And I don't mean literal cleaning, but like diaper changing. That's not really motherhood. It's just caring for a child, right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's the things that, that a daycare worker or a babysitter would do. They would feed the child. They would clothe the child. They would, um, change a diaper. They would probably keep the child from whacking somebody in the head, but that's about as far as they would go. They would never really show up inspired unless you had just a really phenomenal babysitter. They would never come up with these cute ideas. Like we're going to be owls today and owls don't have hands. What do owls do? You know? Um, and so when we differentiate, between those two, it helps us show up a little bit more authentically as moms and not just as daycare workers, right? If we can split those two, then when we're having those great days, we can say, oh, look, I'm showing up the way I want to as a mother and not just in all these, you know, it's, it's the, it's the everyday grind that kind of wears on us, but that's not motherhood really. It's just caring for another human being, which you could also do, you know, for your elderly grandfather, but it's not mothering. That's, I feel like that's an important distinction. Um, for me, when I'm inspired, I feel like there's always a lot of compassion for my children. I'm like ready to just show up and be there. And I'm a very, a very compassionate, loving Christ-like mother. And, um, I feel like there's that flow, like I was talking about before, like ideas come to me, I'm creative, I'm excited to do things with them. And I'm better able to see things from a wider perspective that like wide, wide angle lens of life, right? Sure, my kids having a meltdown, but I'm going to choose not to be like the toddler and find a fun, creative way to get them out of this funk because I'm feeling that motherhood flow. Yeah, I'm so glad you share that difference between housekeeper and mother. Like it's the things that we can't really hire somebody else to do. That is, you know, the motherhood part of us that we're talking about. We do want to talk a a little bit about what it looks like when we're not inspired as a mother. So if Audrey is not inspired as a mother, she is probably serving the same thing for supper as you had (laughs) last night or the night before. (laughs) Like the same routines, activities, I'm just like kind of getting by, like maybe more like a a caregiver, like someone who you, who you could pay to do um, these kind of things. I'm not involved with my kids. I'm not coming up with new ideas. I'm not interested in making it fun if I'm just feeling like and, – and I think this all boils down to is when I'm not inspired as a mother, I'm struggling with my thoughts about being a mother versus, you know, all these – housekeeper, caregiver duties that anybody could step in and do. I think what is disabling my ability to be inspired is my thoughts. Like I'm kind of sabotaging my own inspiration by a negative thought loop that I'm letting myself focus on. So that's kind of, that's kind of what it is, looks like for me outside and inside when I'm not inspired as a mother. 
Yes, I love that. And even though we've differentiated in our minds, you know, the different roles of like actually mothering versus housekeeping, um, when you are inspired as a mother, that inspiration naturally flows into other things, right? Like when I'm when I'm in that good headspace, not only do I come up with creative um, activities for my kids and different ways of connecting, but it also tends to to spill over into mealtime or um, how to get them dressed without a fight or whatever. Like it just kind of makes your whole day better. It's it's pretty awesome yes. when it happens like that. Yes. Um, but when I'm not inspired, so I personally look for a lot of buffers and distractions from my day. So you can imagine that Audrey and I have really loud households and there's a lot going on and a lot needed of us. And so I look for ways to tap out of that. Like I just sit and scroll my phone or I will just like sit and do a puzzle in the corner, like ignore all the chaos going on. I'm just looking for a distraction because I don't feel really fulfilled or this, this creative juice going on. I'm just overwhelmed and stressed out. Right. I tend to not live in the moment. I'm less patient and I'm very, usually very unhappy with my performance. I realize that I'm kind of stepping out of my role of inspired mom. And I know I need to get back into that, but I just kind of am in survival mode for a moment. Yeah. You're like the, like the person in the cold room with a stocking cap on and gloves and wrapped up in a blanket, just <laughs> curl up with a book. Like yeah, don't, don't bother ear, me. Earmuffs on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. All right. So now that we got that little juicy tidbit about ourselves out of the way. (laughs) We wanted to share with you some places that we personally draw inspiration from. And we'd love to hear from you guys where you draw inspiration from, because we're always looking for um, things to inspire us to be better, better inspired mothers, better inspired parents. I mean, who doesn't want to be improve themselves to be better for their kids. So um, one place I draw inspiration from is other people who are inspired. It's kind of like this creative zing, this energy that you can just kind of, you know, draw from and you're like, wow, this person is really inspired, really excited, really enthusiastic about this part of their motherhood or this thing that they're doing. And that's really inspiring to me as well. It's like when in the sewing community, we see somebody sew up something with a new fabric or a new pattern or something. And we're like, oh my goodness. And suddenly we just have all these ideas coming out for ourselves too. And we're like, wow. (laughs) And suddenly it, you know, it's like it reignites the fire in ourselves. So definitely other people who are inspired. Like I just love to spend time around other people who are inspired and, and maybe they're not mothers. Maybe they are in, maybe they're inspired about their job, whatever it is that they do or, or something in their lives that they're really inspired about. And that, again, that positive, happy, inspired energy lights, lights our own fire. Another thing I like to do is just to try something new to get me out of that rut. And I remember talking about this with um, our episode with Karina Gardner. And she was like, just grab a pen and start doodling or try a medium you haven't used before. So you want to flip your brain kind of upside down and get it out of that uninspired rut that it's in. We just try something new. So, um, you know, grab some clay or sit down next to your toddler. They're playing with Play-Doh, grab some Play-Doh and just start, just start working with it or grab a pen and a, and a napkin and start doodling on it. Or, you know, you name it, try something that's completely new to you. My kids were cutting out snowflakes this past couple of weeks to make the entire ceiling of our homeschool room look like it had snowed, like it was a blizzard in there. It was gorgeous. And they were like, the more snowflakes I cut out, the more creative they were getting with them. And I was like, Hmm. 
I remember when I used to cut out snowflakes, you know, so just grab a piece of paper and fold it up and grab some scissors and, and start. Like just trying something new is definitely a way to push my brain out of that um, that stuck place. (laughs) And so like, um, another thing I like to do is I like to, I'm kind of old school and I get tired of screens. So the last place I like to draw inspiration from is like magazines. Magazines are made to be gorgeous. And a friend of ours just gave us this huge stack of magazines. She's like, I could send these to the recycle place or I could send them home with your kids to just cut stuff out of. And I was like, yeah, send them home with the kids. And I'm like, give me those (laughs) (laughs) because they're made to be beautiful. I mean, only the best things are published in magazines. And And it's really inspiring, you know, to see a beautiful home or a lovely lush garden or, you know, you name it, whatever they're, they're, selling or showing in the magazine is it it can light your fire as well yes absolutely so many great ideas i think we probably all know where we draw inspiration from it's where you know we go to and then come back from and are just excited about life again right and are are so um ready to to do something fun with our kids or to be more present for them or be the kind of mom that we want to be um i i draw a lot of inspiration from just moms that i know and that I look up to. I think all of us probably have some sort of mentor or mom, or if you don't, you need to get one, even if they're just <laughs> online, right? Somebody that you um, admire, look up to, think is a really great example of what you would like to be as a mother. Um, in uh, like scripture, there's so many amazing examples of awesome mothers or, or other religious teaching. I look to that. Um, sometimes I just pray for inspiration because I'm not feeling it. <laughs> or like classic books. I love reading things like... Um, Little House on the Prairie, where they have just this really simple way of life, and you can really get a clear glimpse of how they parented. And it's really interesting and refreshing to go back to something like that when I'm feeling a little tapped out. Um, Yeah, and just uh, connecting with those that I look up to. I will say one thing, if you are looking for inspiration for motherhood on the internet, um, we all know that it can go from inspiring to um, overwhelming and feeling self-loathing really quickly, right? We've all done that on Instagram or Pinterest. We're like, oh my gosh, look at this amazing woman. She just, these kids and they are so cute and the house is great. And and then like the next thing you know, you've gone down a rabbit hole and looked at every post of hers and now you're just feeling horrible about yourself because your life is never going to measure up, you know? <laughs> we don't want that, right? We want you to remember that all these people are real people and and glean what you can from them. Maybe they're a, maybe it's a, an account that shares amazing parenting tips or amazing um, food ideas and you you take what you can from that to be inspired in your own life and then you push the rest away don't don't let it make you feel bad about what you're not doing oh that those are great ideas one of my um favorite mothers from a classic book is the mom in little women the um the, I think the Marmy is what they call her, but she's so, um, she's so good interacting with her kids and she shares her, like, she's very vulnerable as well. She shares some of her own personal struggles and things with her, her kids. And so that's, yeah, she's one of my favorite classic mom- mothers. Isn't that interesting that one of your favorite classic mothers is one that allows herself to share weaknesses, or at least the author has shared. Yeah some of that aspect of it. It's not that she's just all shiny and perfect, but you really connect with her in that way that she's not perfect. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we want to move into a slightly different topic. Like how do we inspire our children? And I was thinking about this as being, how do we make them want to do the things that we want them to do? So not just, you know, 
go through life and do the things that we wanted to do, but how, how do we make them want to do those things? Or how do we make them inspired to do the things that they are doing and will be doing in life? Right. We can, in many instances, make our children do things, but they, if they don't want to do it to begin with, they're going to be real cranky about it. <laughs> Very often we want to inspire them to love it at the outset so that they do it on their own, right? Um, we can try to influence them in a lot of different ways. I One of the first homeschooling um, philosophies that I fell in love with was the Thomas Jefferson education philosophy. And their big mantra is to inspire, not require. And that just blew my mind. I'm like, wait, you can you can have a child want to do school. <laughs> you can inspire them to in a way that they are excited to learn. And it's not because I just grew up going to public school because I had to, you know, and there were certainly times that I loved going to school and certainly times I disliked it. Um, but th- that was just really mind blowing to me is that there were, there are ways to give your children, help them to find, to cultivate the desire to do the things that you want them to do. Oh, that's a really good example. I know that I have um, found some ways to inspire my kids through homeschooling. And, and uh, yeah, that's, that's a really neat thing to think about how, like, obviously we want our, this is a great example, because obviously we want our kids to get a good education. How do we make them want to get a good education? How do we inspire them as well? I think one thing is that when we're excited and inspired and, uh, you know, feeling, feeling really enthused about it, we have so much more influence and ability to inspire them. If we are down in the mouth about history, we are never going to be able to inspire our kids <laughs> to, <laughs> to want to learn history, right? So, and just apply that, you know, history is just a little example, but apply that to anything. Like the first way to inspire our kids is all these things that we were talking about in the first half of the episode, to be inspired ourselves. Yes, exactly. Being when our kids see our own passion about something, they get interested. They're like, "Oh, mom's really excited about this. What is this thing? Oh, that's interesting. Look what she's doing, or look what she's watching, or excited about." I, I'm curious too. I will say one thing here too. We need to remember that this is kind of devil's advocate position here on inspiring our kids to do things. We need to also remember that we may not always know what the right choice is for our kids, especially as they become older teens and young adults. We may want to inspire them to, I don't know, go into engineering because they're really great at math and physics and everything. And that might not be the right step for them. And we might want really hard to inspire them to want engineering and it might just not be the right step for them. And that's a really hard thing to let go as a parent. We've talked about these teenage years before. It's also very exciting to watch them come into themselves. So that's just my only word of caution there is as you inspire, make sure that they are, um, you're inspiring good, um, wholesome principles, not necessarily very specific uh, destinations because you might not know what, what the right destination is for them. Yes, that is so true. And just to inspire them um, to be passionate about anything in Something. life. Like yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just a bump on a log. <laughs> no, no, right, right. That's like a better goal than decide what thing that they're supposed to be passionate right. or right. inspired about. Yeah. 
All right. We wanted to, again, here, share some personal stuff. So um, first thing we want to share is ways that we have inspired our kids that we've noticed in ourselves. So um, one thing that I notice that I've inspired my kids is when I have a hobby and I'm really excited and enthused about it. And that kind of inspiration where you're kind of sneaking away to find extra time to do this thing because you're so excited about it, then they really pick up on that joy and that excitement, that inspiration. And, and they want to do that too. So some ways that my kids have, like, I didn't set out to inspire my kids to really love birds and learning about birds and, um, you know, feeding birds and, and all that, but, but they are. And that's just because I simply love, you know, if I see a bird on the bird feeder, I'm like, oh man, get the binoculars or what kind of bird is that? Or we travel somewhere and I'm like, Hey, maybe we could see some new birds and add them to our list. And you know, just because I'm passionate about it, I love it. It's inspired them to be really, really interested in birds as well. Gardening is another thing. And, and just like gardening specifically, yes, but also just the bigger point of being interested in and inspired about the kind of food you put in your body, like, like the whole thought, the whole movement of, you know, growing your own food or nourishing, feeding, producing your own food. Um, that's like, I've really inspired um, some of my kids into, into that kind of thing as well. And like, I love gardening and the big part, a big part of what we do is um, vegetable, you know, growing vegetables, producing our own food. But I've seen one of my daughters branch out into herb gardening. And so using the plants for healing. And then another one of my daughters is um, really into flower gardening and, um, you know, making beautiful bouquets and that kind of thing. And so it's really neat to see them become inspired to, uh, you know, really get into something that I also am inspired about. Another thing is sewing. I love it when I see my kids sew. And my little two-year-old said to me the other day, mommy, when I grow up, will you teach me how to sew? (laughs) (laughs) Which was so awesome. Oh, I guess one of my latest um, things that I've just been really inspired and enthusiastic about is house plants. Somehow I'm becoming a crazy plant lady. And it was funny, I, you know, just kind of, it's to the point where my, my little ones, they'll be like, Hey mom, can I have a plant in my room too? And then <laughs> some of my older ones were like, Oh, Hey, I was at the, you know, the grocery store or running errands in town and so-and-so happened to be selling these plants. And I brought one home for you, mom. <laughs> it's it kind of that, um, that level of inspiration where you're just so super enthused about something that it, it ignites a fire in them as well. That's some of the ways that I've seen my kids get inspired. Yeah. And interestingly enough, that can't really be faked. <laughs> you can't really just <laughs> pretend to be a plant lady until your yeah. kids catch on. And then you're like, oh, good, we can get rid of these plants now. <laughs> like they, they really only, they, kids are smart, you know, they really only pick up on these passions when they're really a part of who you are. And isn't that an interesting concept that every one of these examples Audrey's sharing is something that she was passionate about and her kids were interested in. And I mean, obviously you can't have every hobby in the universe. You can't have every hobby that your kids are going to be interested in at some point or another, but you can teach them to be passionate about something like we're saying, like, and I personally try to, um, show them some good balance across all areas of my life, right? Like I, so I try to show them that I'm passionate about, um, keeping my brain active, reading, not just fun books, but useful educational books. Also, um, doing some spiritual reading, also doing some physical, you know, work or exercise and then something for fun, like a hobby. So as I develop myself, then my kids are like, Oh, look, mom's been riding her bike a lot. Maybe we should all go ride our bike. That happened recently. Um, or look, dad is really interested in 
chopping all this wood. I bet I can go help him. And hey, what kind of wood is this? And does one burn better than the other? And it's just so fascinating to watch them. You know, kids have this natural passion for learning and for figuring out the world and discovering things much more so than a bunch of 40 year old old ladies. And um, (laughs) it's so fascinating to watch. All we have to do is just kind of light the kindling, you know, and then they're like, whoa, whoa, you know, just kind of you got you got a bushfire. In in a couple other ways that I would suggest igniting passion in your kids, even if you don't have the capacity to do it yourself, is to watch examples of it online, right? So we took a break from most of my kids have taken piano lessons and we took a break during this COVID thing because everybody went online and my kids did not do great with music lessons online. Um, But as we're getting back into it, I've been searching out and showing them a lot of uh, amazing piano performances because I want them to get excited about what they can do again and not just look at it as a chore, right? Um, reading books is another great way. Like you want your kid to be into the ocean, then just pull out, you know, Moby Dick or any number of amazing classical works that really would light a fire under them to learn more about the ocean. Also movies, documentaries, or even fictional movies. There's so much that can get somebody excited about something. Those are really fun examples. Um, one thing I showed my kids, we went ice skating um, and I showed my kids a video of some, a brother and sister team figure skating. I'll see if I can find an example of that and link it in the show notes. Um, it was really awesome. So I'll link the the video I showed him of a brother and sister um, figure skating team. It was so, so cute. And then it was really cute for them to kind of have this ignited um fire in them. Oh, can we go try ice skating again? Because, you know, it was kind of a disaster their first time trying to ice skate and they were mostly (laughs) falling down and getting hurt and getting cold. (laughs) I should have showed them the video before we went. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'd have too high of expectations though. They go and expect a triple, double axle, whatever. (laughs) At least they know what can be done, right? (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Here's some ways that I wish I could inspire my kids cleaning. Oh my goodness. Amen, sister. (laughs) But again, I guess since I kind of feel that's like such a housekeeping chore and it just one that gets undone and has to be done all the time, I'm not very inspired about it myself. Um, So I guess I really need to spend some time thinking about how can I be more inspired about cleaning? How could I inspire my kids to clean better? Yeah. Uh, another one is laundry, just like the consistent, like, okay, so those are specifics, but just, I wish I could inspire them to be more joyful about those things that need daily repetition, cooking, cleaning, yeah. laundry, that kind of yeah. thing. And, and, and I must admit that most, much of the time I am not inspired to be very excited about cooking, cleaning, laundry. So how can I how can I ask that of them? But I wish I am seeking to find a way to be more inspired myself so that I can also inspire them. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I will say, though, the cleaning and the laundry and everything, even though we've determined that that's not real motherhood, we do have to teach our kids life skills. That That is part of motherhood, right, is training them to be competent adults. And I will say that even if your kids resist house cleaning till the day they leave home, I firmly believe that if they are raised in a home that teaches them and does a good example of keeping a fairly orderly house, that they will be 
orderly adults. Um, I have a, a sister-in-law who is one of the cleanest people I know. And she was raised in a home. She actually was one of the youngest of a big family and didn't have a lot of chores, she said, growing up. But because she was just raised in this house where I think her big sisters did the jobs, you know, where everything was always orderly, she grew up knowing that's how a house should be, is that it should be put together and there shouldn't be filth everywhere. I thought, uh, okay, well, my older kids are just going to have to know how to do the jobs. Maybe the younger ones will eventually see a clean house. <laughs> we're not really there yet, but we're working on it. Um, um, a few areas I wish I could inspire my kids better in are those um, school topics that I'm not super passionate about. <laughs> like I think every child in the history of ever will sit there with a math book open and go, when am I going to use this? <laughs> And so it can be frustrating if you personally are not super inspired in certain things. Um, math is tricky for me. History has been tricky for me in the past, but I'm getting a lot better because I feel a lot more inspired as I learn more. Um, so just to have, I love Audrey going back to your homeschool mantra of learning to learn. I love that. And I want to inspire that more in my children is we're learning just because we need to know the skills of picking up things that we don't understand or know yet. Whether you use this particular equation again? Maybe, maybe not. But the point is you are learning something difficult. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I was thinking today when um, my kids were doing something, oh, somebody spilled the box of math manipulatives to play money and somebody spilled it and it was all everywhere. And I was teaching them how to put it back with, you know, the dimes with the dimes and the nickels with the nickels and the, the money all in the right in the right place, and I was telling them, you know, if you work in a store someday, you you need to keep your cash register, you know, in this right order, and all your bills have to be facing the same way. And I was internally, I was having like this debate with myself, like Audrey, you're just being a jerk, you know what? Like, why are you making your kids sort this money? Just you know, whatever. But then I was like, no, you know, there's really a bigger ideal here that you're teaching them. It's yes, you know, maybe you'll have a job that works with money someday, but also it's. What what I think at the basis I was trying to teach them was like attention to detail. And that was like a lesson that they could take into life in general. Like if you pay attention to details, then it's going to be, it's going to serve you well. And so like I was just trying to find a way to clean up the stupid box of dumped money without... <laughs> Without, like thinking of us, you know, recording this lesson about inspiration today, this episode about inspiration today and thinking like, uh, like, could we be inspired? Could we be more inspired? And like, what would my thoughts be, have to be in order to make this kind of inspirational to my kids? So just kind of try to feel that out through a mundane task, like just keeping in mind there are bigger values, even when we're, you know, teaching them how to wash a dish. There are kind of bigger values that we're teaching here. <laughs> I had some final thoughts about manipulation versus inspiration. So going back to what I said, how do we make kids want to do the things we want them to do? If we don't have the right motive behind trying to inspire our kids, then it looks like manipulation. We're just trying to get them to do the things we want them to do because that makes our life easier. <laughs> but inspiration, I think the difference is that inspiration is when we want them to want to do the things that we want them to do because we want their life to be better and easier. And I mean, I think we all know that when we're feeling inspired, like you were saying, Bonnie, it, it bleeds into every part of our life. Like we are more inspired about housekeeping when we're feeling inspired about everything else. And so I think basically the key here is just to have the right motives and, and then just be honest about it. Like if we decide, okay, I'm just going to be, um, teach my kids to be inspired no matter how I'm feeling that day. 
well, kids are like, they're like detectives. They can sniff out if you're being honest or not. They're lie detectors. Lie detectors. I know. (laughs) Like they give you one look and they're like, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. You're full of it, mom. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I just think if I'm not feeling inspired, don't try to fake it. The kids know. And I think that maybe does more, more harm than good. But I definitely want to be seeking more ways to be inspired so I can inspire my kids too. Yes, I love that. I love that. And you'll be an, an inspiration of s- someone who seeks inspiration, right? Which they're going right. to need to know as well. Right. You know, going back to that thought of um, not really knowing maybe what direction our kids should head in as they turn into teens, you know, um, it, it's easy to know what's right for a toddler, right? Like you wash your hands, you look both ways before you cross the street. Like this, these are the right things to do, you know, and then your kid gets older and you don't necessarily know what the right thing is for them. They've already figured out the hand washing thing, but then they're making big life decisions. And so all we can do is to teach them how to gain their own inspiration, how to gain that certain knowledge. The stakes become higher and it's going to be scary to watch. But if we've taught them right, we can say, oh, it looks like you're not feeling, you know, I just had this exact discussion with my oldest today. It's getting ready to start a new semester and he is just not real inspired with school right now. And so we can have this discussion. It looks like you're not really wanting to do school right now. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? Um, what is your future going to look like? Is, is taking a semester off going to lead you in the right direction that you want your future to be? And not like you say in a manipulative tone, like, well, I don't think it's going to lead you where you, but just a genuinely curious conversation. Because in the end, if the kid decides to take a semester off, there's not a whole lot I can do about it, (laughs) but I can ask him to just have this wider perspective and, and is there something you can do to inspire you to want to go take these classes that you know you should be taking? Um, you know, and, and it's a, it's a lifelong journey, both for us and for our kids is to want to do the things we want to do. Cause deep down, I want to be a great mother. Just some days I'm not feeling really inspired to do it. And I think deep down he wants to be educated and go out and conquer the world. He's just not feeling it right now. So what do we do when we get in those slumps? How do we find that, that boost of inspiration? All right, our lovely listeners, that is all we have for you today. And we hope we hope maybe something that we've said today, even about our desire to want to be more inspired, has maybe sparked a little bit of inspired motherhood in yourself, inspired parenting in you, so that you can be more like aim also toward a more inspired parenting journey yourself. And we would love for you to join us on Instagram or on Patreon and share with us the ways that you find inspiration and stay inspired as a parent yourself. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. 